0: Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today we're going to take a look at debt declining as cannabis stocks continue to surge post-election. Taking a look at Viridian Capital Advisors report, actually their chart of the week. Looking at um, cannabis debt issuances by country, looking at uh, U.S. versus Canada, and then including the rest of the world, albeit kind of small. um, And then along the North American Marijuana Index. Based on uh, the graph of the week, we can see that increasing cannabis stock prices are causing issuers to raise greater amounts of equity and less debt. And that's just because the market is demanding it. So, ticker symbol MJ is um, the ATFMG Alternative Harvest Index, and they have doubled their assets under management in the last year. So, this time last year, they might have six, maybe 800 uh, million in assets under management. And now they're pushing 1.5 billion. A lot of people are, are uh, looking at that speculation. Uh, IPOs aren't doing it for them. And, you know, cannabis stocks are there, crypto, everyone's kind of clamoring after uh, huge returns. So, that allows these cannabis companies to go after uh, equity issuances and raises uh, even private equity uh, deals so they can give uh, private placements, which is a sweetheart deal to somebody like Warren Buffett at some stupid rate that they would never offer you and I because we don't come with that type of money. What we are seeing is debt declining sharply uh, by $1.4 billion at its peak in the second quarter of 2019 to an average of under $350 million per quarter for the last several quarters. So public cannabis companies are trading at higher EBITDA multiples. That's the earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. So public companies are taking advantage of the historically high EBITDA multiples to raise growth capital through equity issuance. In other words, uh, they're using the speculation in this bubble to dish out even more shares to people and not having a tough time doing it what you are seeing is Canadian debt issuances falling more significantly than that of the U S that's because they've been public longer. And so there's more scrutiny. And so as people are kind of seeing these all time highs and these peaks, they're saying, well, let's maybe look at this uh, private equity uh, market in the U S and, and hope that when they go public, not if, but when we'll get a much higher return. So they're kind of taking profits off the table in Canada and then speculating in the U S. Um, so we're seeing, um, There's a a pummeled excess capacity-induced price declines, inadequate retail capacity, bloated cost structures, and several of the large Canadian LPs having uh, only marginal process towards positive EBITDA. So they're all struggling, right? They're all kind of shutting down their $250 million grows and everything because they can't afford it and they've overgrown. So uh, they don't have the um, international export. They thought they would. Things are taking a lot longer. And so they're having to um, do a lot of sale leaseback options that you're seeing. That's why IIPR, ticker symbol, it's a, um, a real estate investment trust. And they're basically giving out a lot of money to these companies as uh, they're able to go out and buy property plant equipment and kind of uh, sell it back to IIPR and then do an immediate leaseback on that. That's kind of how that works. So we are seeing debt issuance and increasing as equity market ebbs and flows and offers an attractive, non-dilutive source of capital to the industry. So major institutional debt funds are just beginning to enter the market, attracted by those companies with strong real estate portfolios, healthier balance sheets, and consistent fundamentals. Credit quality is not... Uh, the issuer for U.S. companies. So they're anticipating that the top 10 U.S. companies by market cap have an incremental debt capacity of about 3.4 billion so that's four times the consensus of the 2021 estimates. And then the debt to market those group is less than 10%. So debt is less, that's really good. The average person, their, their uh, debt to income is way higher than that. It looks like debt is uh, kind of being pushed aside, uh, both for cannabis business and I think uh, the US retail consumer in general paying off uh, a lot of debt these days, trying to look a little bit healthy on the balance sheets. Uh, not bad. You have to come back to the Talking Edge and find out. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out. And check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin.